0: I'm right, Anderson. What is it about Buddhism that to some in the West appears to be so cool? Why is Buddhism so appealing to people in Western culture? And then there are the celebrity endorsements for Buddhism that first began with the Beatles, and then others mimic them, like today Orlando Broom, Richard Gere, and Tina Turner and others claim it as their current faith or philosophy of life. But what is it about this philosophy of rebirths, iconography, of smiling Buddhas, of temples, of orange-clad monks, of temples and chants, which has seen it accepted by so many persons in Western culture? To understand Buddhism's appeal, let's quickly overview the main tenets of Buddhism, which include the four noble truths and the noble eightfold path. The four noble truths are the noble truth of suffering, the noble truth of the origin of suffering, the noble truth of cessation of suffering, and the noble truth of the way leading to the cessation of suffering – Buddhism begins with the reality of suffering and reveals the cause of suffering which all stems from our ego. And as our ego strives to win and strives for pleasure, strives for comfort, strives to be accepted accepted, et etc., Buddhism teaches that suffering can end for you now when you transcend your ego. And then there is the Eightfold Path, the Noble Eightfold Path, with emphasis on right view, right intention, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right concentration, and right mindfulness. In Buddhism, you develop and study the sutras or the sutras. They are the teachings. You change yourself, filling your mind with right thoughts, saying the right words, doing the right thing, applying yourself to right pursuits. In Buddhism, you rely on yourself, which leads to the obvious question, is there salvation in Buddhism? Buddhism does not entertain a salvation of sorts. Buddhism asserts that belief in the rebirth cycle, sometimes referred to as reincarnation or metaphoric psychosis. This teaches that rebirth does not necessarily take place as another human being, but as an existence into one of six, let me get that right, six uh, realms of rebirth, including the heavenly or the Asura, which is the lowest form of demigod. Beings there are described as having three heads, three faces, and four and six arms. Then there is the rebirth as a human, or as an animal, or as a ghost, or you can be reborn into Nar- Naraka, which means you become a resident of hell. However, at the same time, there is a century long dispute, still raging among Buddhists today, over the teaching of Atman, which describes a reality, where there is no self, where there is no other self-conscious existence, and that at death one simply emerges with the universe. Therefore, to summarise these conflicting teachings, on the one hand, Buddhism teaches an infinite cyclical cosmos of rebirth, but at the same time teaches when you die, you merge into nothingness, a part of the universe. At first glance, Buddhism may appear attractive, techniques techniques to change your thoughts your attitudes etc but a closer investigation reveals something more sinister something even demonic with its emphasis on rebirth or reincarnation or oh, you may cease to exist or you may be born as an animal or as a three-headed three-faced asura but if you've lived a questionable life and karma has its way then you could well end up a resident of hell so Is Buddhism really that cool? Think about this. There can only be one truth about the really important questions of God and life and death there can only be one truth about death not a multiplicity of truths there can only be one truth about God either He exists or he does not exist there can only be one truth about our existence either we have this one life and that is all or we are part of an endless cycle of reincarnations there cannot be multiple truths on the subject of God life and death furthermore did you realize that all of the very best elements found in Buddhism about living in this world are also found in Christianity? Every teaching regarding our duty to our fellow man, showing care and compassion to those around us, changing your thoughts and attitudes, being good stewards of the environment, being spiritually aware, are all found in biblical Christianity. So I ask you again, Is Buddhism really that cool? Did you also know that all the very best elements of the afterlife found in Christianity are missing in Buddhism? Did you also realize that mercy is missing at death in Buddhism? But it's there in Christianity did you realize the hell fire fate in the buddhist teaching of naraka where a rebirth finds a person spending eternity in the abode of hell is not found in the bible that pagan teaching of hell is not taught in god's word at all on top of those things buddhism teaches that if there is any future happy life then you have to earn it yourself there is no help for you The Bible does not teach anything of a sort but rather emphasizes the meritorious work of Jesus Christ for all mankind. That as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit, not only are we changed in this life and can have joyful, fruitful, happy lives, but God makes possible what otherwise will be impossible for us, the gift of eternal life. Personally, I don't believe you have to dig too far into the teachings of Buddhism to unearth its shallowness and unsatisfactory explanation for life's purpose, the life to come and the existence of God. And it's for that reason I want to give you a book which is easy to read. It's called The Path of Peace Finding Hope in a Troubled World. This little book deals with a range of topics that will enhance your spiritual awareness and strength as you navigate your way through life and it is absolutely free. Along with that I would love you to improve your understanding of the Bible and to that end I'm giving you a series of 25 Bible reading guides called The Orchard Faith of Jesus Studies which will you come to grips with the great truths of the Bible in no time at all, and these two are free. And all you have to do to receive these two gifts from us is send me an email with your name, postal address, and phone number. To info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au. That's info at the or go to our website theorchardmelbourne.org.au and go to the tab mark, contact us, follow the prompts, identify the book offered, and we will mail the study guides to you along with the book wherever you are. Well, that's it for now. Remember, the truth is nothing to fear from investigation. I'm Rod Anderson. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Unchained, We look forward to your company here next time on 3ABN Australia Radio as we continue this series with Pastor Rod Anderson.
1: There is coming a day When no heartache shall come No more clouds in the sky  ¶ No more tears to dim the eye ¶¶ All is peace forevermore ¶¶ On that happy golden shore ¶¶ What a day, glorious day, that will be ¶¶ What a day that will be ¶¶ When my Jesus I shall see ¶ No more burdens to bear No more sickness, no pain No more parting over there And forever I will be With the one who died for me What a day, glorious day That will be What a day that What a day, glorious day that will be.
0: That beautiful classic was brought to us by the Sharon Bethel Quartet. What a day that will be! Coming up next, we have Sila with Wonderful, Merciful Saviour.